speed, agility, power. I'm a big fan of these things. All of the performance I demand for myself on the ice is here. Handles all of my needs in dynamic fashion. everybody welcome to rocks fever i am your host jacks mcdonald with me as usual yeah i just woke up it's fiesta and yeah uh I, I, had to, I had to nap i i drank uh too much hooch last night oh nice what were you doing mm-hmm. uh just a just a, a, a birthday ah, for, nice. some, for family-ish and uh, a lot of wine oh yeah a lot of uh look don't i don't want to I, I I ate some evil meat. Oh no! Um, like like not just Hindu evil, like <laughs> like oh. actually evil, <laughs> like not like Ortolan level evil. You ever heard no, of Ortolan? Sure. Uh, I don't know, but either of you know what that is? Nah, no, I have no idea. Really? Okay. Well, so uh, I'm a big Anthony Bourdain fan, and oh, yeah. in one of his books, he talks about how he got invited to one of these like I wouldn't say Epstein level, but like one of these like really exclusive rich. Like, oh yeah. You're not allowed to know where you are when you're eating this thing. Sure. So you get blindfolded, taken to this, uh, maybe not restaurant, but maybe uh, a dining room of some sort. Sure. And uh, you, you like, you can see you're in a room. You can take your blindfold, whatever, off, and uh, you know you're amongst your friends. Mm -hmm. Um, There's there's an empty dinner plate in front of you, Uh, but then they, you're supposed to put. Uh, a little black uh, cloth on top of your head, so you can't see right. what you're eating. Oh God! And it's uh, it's a fried, a very rare bird, small, and it's fried. Uh, I don't know if it's fried in a special way or not, but sure. it's supposed to be one of the most delicious things ever. But because it's so rare, it's it's very illegal. Oh um, wow! All right. And but yeah, but it's it, like if you look it up, I'm sure there's there's going to be lots of talk about it, but. Uh, so, anyways, uh, you were at some kind of uh, law society dinner and you ate some <laughs> some Ortolan or whatever it's called, and that's why you're not feeling well. Okay, I ate Makes Turkish sense. president uh, Ricardo <laughs> Tie Erdogan. Er- Tie up er- er- Ortolan. <laughs> uh, Ricardo right. Ortolan. Well, that's a good uh, that's a good way to start things off. Um, we're bringing you a, a, a pretty quick one today because we're all uh, busy. We're we're recording on the evening of uh, the twelfth of June, uh, day after the conclusion of the uh, Eastern Conference Final. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the uh, about that in a second, but I think we should start. We'll do this as we've been doing. We we've been bringing you an episode. Uh, after each round and going chronologically. So I see no reason to stop now. So uh, why don't we start with uh, a little quick discussion of uh, the Western Conference final, the Avs knocking off the Edmonton Oilers in four games, completing the sweep. Did you guys catch much of the series? This is a series I actually watched. Um, Nice. Just... Just so glad to see a team that's actually good 
move on. Yes. Like just, outside just of two right, players. Rightfully win. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. like rightfully stomp on a team. Okay, was it was it in four? I just woke up. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Okay, it was they more. they did the sweep um after a terrible like I, I had a terrible second round for predictions. Uh, I did a, a lot better this time. I said the Avs were going to uh, gentleman sweep, so I was a little uh, – I was too generous to the Oilers there. And uh, what, what I, would you call the opposite of a gentleman? Like, what would you call this? Like, it shouldn't just be called the sweep then. It should be like a rude man the, sweep. The bastard executioner's the sweep. The bastard executioner's sweep. <laughs> the executioner's sweep is if you, like, let in zero goals. Yeah, that's uh, – the executioner's sweep is like what uh, Tampa did to Florida. <laughs> Um, mm. yeah, I, uh, this for a series that only had, that only went four games, it was pretty fun to watch. Yeah. 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 Particularly I, that first game, which was, I, uh, what, what was the final score in that one? That was also a nine, six. It was another like nine, that. six. Yeah. Or yeah. something, something, or something close. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know that people's favorite pastime in my, uh, around me, uh, is to make fun of me. And nothing motivates them more to sure get in on beating this dead horse. Uh, so I would request that our that our producer uh, plug in the audio from my prediction from the last episode. Absolutely, yeah. If you because, could do that, Justin. Because that's... would you believe it? I said Oilers in seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not rooting for this. Sure. Edmonton in seven. It's weird to put that much faith in Mike Smith, but I really tried to just go against the grain there. I really thought I would get a couple of games in there. You and you but... and Farhan Lalji, brown guy solidarity. God damn You're the, it. Two, the two people in, oh. in, in the world saying Oilers and seven. Um, like we we there is there are the the roots of us having a hated. Uh, rivalry of well you guys have Wild so much Connect so sort. much else in common you know views uh-huh. demeanor uh-huh. Um, general attitude <laughs> um yeah there's two peas in a pot as i always say God. And uh, uh like i know there's this joke that we hate thomas trance i i no no I, yeah. I, I it's fine is it he's a he's a whatever yeah he's a no. person he's good he's very good at his job Barhead analogy <laughs> <laughs> uh fist fight time yeah i i would open open call for violence you have a uh you um, have a a beef based on the outcome of a uh like a high school football game or whatever <laughs> that would be funny if that was the you you like as a kid you were on a team that had to face the <laughs> like a farhan coach team no, no what um, i'm gonna do is i'm going to pardon me as a chew yeah I, oh, I, dipped granola, I dipped a granola bar in some peanut butter because I'm desperate for food right now. Nice. That's a good move. <laughs> um, I thought so, too. Um, I'm going to learn about football <laughs> and find out that he is wrong in all of his About everything, and, yeah. And, and prove that to the world. I'm also uh, going to find out about his coaching record of children. <laughs> 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 Take it to uh, him where he really feels it. That's great. I'm gonna ruin that man's life, and I'm gonna bring Jeff Patterson back onto that podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. It was that better. Was, it was. It was better, better right? Yeah. I mean, no, no, no shade, like because it's th- that shows had to go through so many different iterations for 
uh, a couple of different reasons. One being extremely sad. One being the BC um, fucking government. Yeah, pretty much. Is next yeah. on yeah. my list. But. Yeah, that's next on the Roxy Fever's at uh, Roxy Fever enemies list. Number one, Farhad Lachi. Number two, John Horgan. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but to get back to the series, anyways. Um, I uh, yeah, I mean, I I concur. Uh, it was it was very nice to finally. I mean, in both series, finally see the better team prevail um and i mean i've been calling the upcoming stanley cup final the thomas trance revenge bowl because of course after the rangers and oilers completing the upsets in round two they both get knocked off in in pretty short order by much better teams in the in the third round and now you know wouldn't you know it after going up on the curb curb a couple of times we have uh, a final that it was pretty predictable, really. I think uh, if you had, um, if you had told people at the start of the playoffs that it was, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm pretty sure this is what I had as the final. And, I like, wouldn't I, be surprised. Yeah, totally. And like, I did. I know I did not take a risky gamble on this. Like, I get no credit for calling this. No, no. You get no credit for calling this, other than the fact that you had the guts to not overthink it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, it's it. It very much is like it's actually more predictable than most Stanley cup finals are because most, if you look back at like the last few and certainly uh, a lot of them from, from NHL history, it's often like a powerhouse near dynasty team versus some team that goalied their way to the final or like a team that, uh, that got hot at the right time or whatever. And whereas in this case, it's, literally the best team in the Western conference versus literally the team that just won two Stanley cups. So yeah. Wait, we'll talk- how many, how many times has this happened before? Uh, I mean, like, I like, in the, like, like what was last year? Uh, well, last year. So the last two years, it was the uh, lightning versus That's what the Stanley cup looks like that made Jesus. no sense. Uh, it was, yeah, yeah. it was the half right, right. and then yeah. the stars before that. Yeah. Um, Although uh friend of the like show, I could not Micah McCurdy was that. a big fan of that Stars team in 2020. Huh. But. Blues Bruins before that. I mean, that's a little closer. Blues goalied their way. Habs goalied their way. I don't know how Dallas got there. Caps Knights, they capped their way through. I don't yeah, know. see, like, there's another example. Like the Golden Knights, that you could make a case. I don't know if it would be correct, but you could certainly make the case that that Golden Knights team that made it to the finals was the worst team the knights have uh, actually iced at least on paper really? oh yeah certainly yeah i, I mean i, I see like, where you're coming from on that yeah like this this season agree, but... say whatever you say whatever you will about the result but this season they had jack fucking eichel on their team and yeah okay mark stone was hurt so he didn't play william like, carlson scoring 40 didn't happen know. yeah um so i mean we'll talk a little bit more about the final in a second but uh but, but my, straight up going yeah. going back, yeah. I feel like the 2015 final might have been the closest to this, which was Chicago yes. and Tampa. Yeah, totally. Before that, again, you kind of probably and then two years before that, you have to go Bruins Black. You know Hawks. what? Those those Pittsburgh uh finals too. Like oh nine? Uh no, the the back to back cups in sixteen and seventeen. Because they played uh, oh right, the sharks, uh, and the predators, the sharks and the predators, two teams that people right, had been right. waiting to to get to the finals for. Right, you're right, right. right. The other thing about that is like, sharks, predators, caps were three teams that everyone was really waiting on to go all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of funny. The final, and then you get a run of three, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, to uh, to circle back to the Edmonton uh, 
Colorado series. I think my favorite thing about this series was not Evander Kane, not the hit, but Evander Kane getting suspended for one game and the athletic saying Evander Kane will be suspended for remainder of the Western Conference final. I was going to say, I'm glad that the Oilers got knocked out. So the Evander Kane redemption arc got. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's very true. Uh, But it was very funny to see them. uh, They didn't even have time to correct it. They're just like, (laughs) <laughs> they they put out the they put out the people had the notification on their phones. It's like Evander Kane suspended one game, and then uh, subtitle Evander Kane uh, suspended for a remainder of Western Conference Final. And then by the time they could fix it, it was already correct, so it didn't matter. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that, that was, was that was good. great. Um, I was very happy. I do think, uh, you know, it, obviously as it as it works out, goaltending has been. Um, definitely a huge factor in these playoffs and obviously we'll see what the final results are when uh when the cup is handed out but i do think it's funny that uh one of the teams in the stanley cup final uh their goalie is pavel francis <laughs> that's well, that's a Kemp- that's an l for the goalie guild in my yeah, opinion <laughs> it, it is and and also though camp Kemper's probably coming back is my assumption yeah because yeah. i know he's he's ready too but still that's the same like just plug that into what you just said yeah exactly yeah it's not the the difference between the two of them is not that much in fact i think you can kind of uh make the case that like franco's if if the abs have any kind of advantage in net whatsoever and they don't but if they were to have an advantage it would just be rest and i think like part of the reason franco's played well in the Western Conference final is because, okay, so A, uh, you know, the the Avs just dominated, and so he didn't have to make that many saves. And then B, he was fresh because he didn't, he's not, you know, exhausted from playing a full regular season and then a full playoffs. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. But um, mm-hmm. I uh, obviously, you know, I, I'm happy with with the two teams that are in the final, probably the happiest I've been in a while in terms oh, of absolutely just like oh i don't care who wins this is awesome i can just sit back yep. and enjoy the game just from like a nhl as a copycat league standpoint i'm so yep. glad that two like extremely up-tempo extremely talent-based teams are made the final having said that though because of my long-standing uh semi-beef with david quadrelli i'm sure you guys know which team i'm pulling for in the final um which would be the team with the uh sub 900 least italians oh (laughs) i genuinely didn't know where you were going yeah (laughs) anyways that's uh that's the final anything uh we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more in a second anything uh else on oilers abs i feel like i'm i feel like it feels like so long ago now because they swept that i hardly even fucking remember anything that happened yeah they just kept losing it wasn't i don't know I, i mean maybe they were blowouts but uh they, they were too, uh, I guess it reminded me of the New York game yesterday that I watched. It sure. really felt like compl- two teams from different leagues yeah. uh, trying to play each other. Uh, Colorado was probably more just happy to be there in the same way that the Rangers were. Um, yeah, absolutely. Or sorry, Edmonton. Edmonton was. Yes. I'm, sure, I'm not, yeah. I'm not yeah. uh, sorry. The, the thought that's actually ringing in my head right now, uh, once you ask that question, is yeah. going back to the copycat league point. Mm-hmm. I know we've talked about that so many times, but I'm wondering if the NHL actually is a copycat league or it really just is 
it's just every old manager a guy with money in hockey just wants an excuse to keep going for meat and potato stuff also yeah, yeah like i was thinking the same it's thing it's not too. that they actually go like and this isn't like arguing back against the point it's just stepping back now and be like oh whenever a team like like it's not like after the last two years everybody has followed a tampa model it's not like everybody has gone for smaller faster guys um, no but i would say no, overall it's hockey. trending in that direction The other funny thing that happens, though, is that uh, inevitably, whenever a team that has a long-standing history of being an analytics-heavy team wins a cup, they're immediately, they are uh, rebranded as a hockey man team. Right. And that's happened with with all kinds of teams, but we've definitely seen it with Tampa, where... When they got swept, they were the small, uh, speedy, you know, team that, that cared too much about analytics and mm-hmm. couldn't mm-hmm. get it done in the playoffs. And then, uh, you know, they went out and got like Blake Coleman or whatever. And Blake, the thing about Blake Coleman is like Blake Coleman's a fucking analytics player. Like that, that, that this is always the thing that that happens when uh, when people get on their like anti analytics high horse is that mm-hmm. like, you know. Uh, I, I'm thinking like a, an example of this is like, you know, uh, the LA Kings, the 2012 LA Kings and the 2014 LA Kings, the yeah. most like meat wagon team to win the Stanley cup in the last mm-hmm. 10 years was also one of the most heavily invested in analytics at the time that they won. Yeah. It just so happened that their analytics players looked like hockey guys. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, speaking of Yasa's point, like it is very tempting for NHL teams. I see where you're coming from because like if a meat and potatoes team wins, it's a hell of a lot easier to just got, find a bunch of fridges on skates yeah. than it is to like find talented small players. Yeah. Like imagine. <laughs> so it's people... way easier to copycat the heavy, like heavy, hard playoff hockey, even if it doesn't work for you. Because yeah. You, you, have have way, good guys. you have way more to choose from. People you trying to it's hard for you to look for players who who uh, fit the other fit the other framework. Yeah. yeah, you can you can imagine people trying to uh, emulate the Tampa Bay model by drafting the best player in your draft class in the fourth round, like with Braden Point. You mm-hmm. know, it's like that's mm-hmm. a very that's a hard thing to do. It doesn't yeah, come can't. along very often. Why yeah. would you do that when you could just uh, I don't know copy? I don't know, the St. Louis Blues, maybe, and decide to uh, throw Zach McEwen on your fourth line. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 funny. Like, everybody always uh, finds a way to retcon every team that wins in the playoffs as, uh, as like, an elite analytics team because it's all it's all just about, like, I guess what I'm saying is, bo- you know, always both sides. But, uh, you know, you can kind of mold whatever team into your narrative if you try hard enough. Um, but I will say that at least in terms of, uh, you know, actually, uh, possessing like intellectual honesty with these two teams reaching the finals, it is very, very hard, uh, to make the case that analytics don't matter because there are two teams that, uh, have invested very heavily in analytics and Colorado quite famously because when Joe Sackick took over, they were one of the biggest like 
anti-analytics teams in the league. I don't know if you guys have long enough memories to remember this. Yeah, I was going to say, before Sackick took over, they did one thing that was super pro-analytics, which was they were the most insanely aggressive team when it came to pulling the goalie. Yes. But that's just because Patrick Waugh was insane. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Patrick Waugh was infamously like, I don't care about Corsi or Fenway. I remember that <laughs> quote was really funny and people got a lot of uh, uh, mileage out of it. But yeah, I mean, they were they were super against anth- uh, analytics and then they had a couple of bad seasons and then they went and hired Eric Parnas and the rest is history. It, um, it helps. It helps with the with the crowd justifying uh, that every cup winning team is is a meat wagon, whatever hockey team that because well they last the longest in the playoffs, and so you have all these uh, guys with beards and all these like hulking injuries, and they're like nur- they're they're nursing their wounds, but they're yeah exactly and by the time- beards and I don't know they they look like you know they look like Jim Benning's uh, porn whatever. Yeah, no, for sure. I just woke um, up, <laughs> which I think I think uh, dovetails nicely into uh, discussing the other conference final that just ended yesterday, which is, of course, uh, Tampa. After going down to nothing to the Rangers uh, after two games in Madison Square Garden, come back, win four in a row uh, and are off to the Stanley Cup final for the third time in a row. Um, you know, Tampa's funny because obviously they initially have that reputation of being this like high flying track meet sort of team that has all this offensive power and plays with speed and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, I think they are in a lot of ways still that team, but the way that they've won is by being pretty meat wagon. Like, um, I, uh, I actually, I can, I can quickly pull this up. I have some uh, uh, stats here that I thought were interesting. Uh, so, okay. Uh, this is goals allowed by the Tampa Bay Lightning game by game. All right. Mm-hmm. So first round game one, they allow five game two, three game three, five again, game four, three game five, four game six, three game seven, one. Right. So this is really the only series where it goes up and down quite a bit. Um, but if you look at it, it's still generally like trending less and less as the games go on. Then in round two, they allow one, 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 and zero. Then in round three, they allow six, then three, then two, then one, then one, then one. So as time they're they're basically wearing teams down and Mm -hmm. as time goes on uh they close things up and they allow less and eventually basically ground grind their teams into dust to the point where they can't even get anything going and they can't even score like one goal um and uh i also saw a stat recently that uh in the last eight series clinching wins for the lightning uh vasilevsky has something like a 0.991 save percentage like he's he is the 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 lightning are very good but they also have the advantage of playing in front of i still think the on balance the best goalie in the league and because yeah, of how- i think after that columbus series they just learned how to win big games 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, this is definitely a thing that I think is a skill and not just like... But yeah, no, I, I remember like earlier in the playoffs, they were like, oh yeah, Vasilevsky's been pitched a shutout in every single elimination game or something for the last yeah. five series or something. And it's like, okay, I... Yeah. And yeah, I, I'm so I think, excited to see what happens going up against like what the other highest offense in the West. Truly, the uh, the unstoppable force, immovable object uh, final. Yeah. Uh, and how could you not wa- be excited for this? Oh, it's it's going to be. It's literally the most excited I've been for a final in probably like five years at least Cap, caps caps is obviously the best one of the 2010s i would say so yeah because like yeah. To talk be, about because obviously but that was sort of different i was excited because i was excited for the coronation of alex ovechkin for as sure a, a playoff yeah. performer. i was excited for either the coronation of alex ovechkin or just the complete insanity of the league you know yeah. what? That is true. I, I always forget about that, that I that I was thinking in the back of my head, like, how funny, how fucking funny would it be if an expansion team won in their first year? How stupid would that make everyone look? But this one is the one I'm the most excited for in terms of quality of both teams um, and quality of hockey, I think. And I mean, to, uh, I guess... Uh, if anything, it's the most exciting team on team, like system versus system. Uh series since the canucks one in my opinion yeah i would I agree i also not penguin sharks describe you maybe yeah, Peng- yeah that's again good like one. i, I cannot describe what any I, of the yeah. other systems were so sure but. just the only one that i had a good good sense of what the two teams were trying to do there it is funny that like the game has changed so much that uh that in, I mean, obviously it's a, it's just a comparison. It's not like a one-to-one, but it's funny that the game has changed so much that the Bruins analog this year is the Tampa Bay Lightning. The game has changed. But the players are the same. <laughs> you know, Oof. like they're the defensive team in the final. Um, and I mean, yeah, I, I'm, they have bigger guys yeah. in the back too. I, I, I think that's, that's going to be a big problem for everybody. I uh, think, thank goodness that Colorado's forwards are really huge too. And so, I, I hope they knock knock heads a lot, but here here's the real question though that I think we have to talk about when it comes to the uh, the Rangers and uh, the the Rangers Lightning series, which is uh, if the New York Rangers had not scratched Capo Caco and his two goals in 19 playoff games, would they be play uh, on their way to play Game Seven right now? I mean, I think that was that there was a clear one person of the they... one of the stupidest things i've seen people on twitter get mad about in a long time um like people people being mad that he was scratched yeah and i mean i okay. think it's a silly choice to scratch him but yes. i don't think that means that they would have won or even extended the series i don't think it really made any difference at all like it, it's it's kind of one of those things where um like i understand that the i understand that the caco situation in new york is kind of complicated for a number of different reasons and that you know he hasn't played very much and the underlings look good and even the rate stats look good and obviously you know the kid line looked good and you know you the ideally what you do in a any game is you dress the 12 forwards that are the most likely to help you win a game and i think looking at the rangers roster like yeah, Kako is one of those 12 players for sure. But at the same time, 
if you just describe the situation and you just say, yeah, like basically rookie or like second year player or whatever, uh, with five points in 19 playoff games, two goals, uh, you know, like sub 20 point season in the regular season, very young scratched for like more veteran player or whatever. Like if it, if it wasn't specifically the guy that was drafted second overall, I don't think it would uh, sound many alarm bells for people. They'd just be like, Oh yeah, that's, that's a thing that happens. Um, it's just, it's just popular because you know, he's supposed to be a star. Yeah. The scratching yeah. him. What does this mean for the future? Um, and that, that is an interesting question that maybe we can talk about in the off season a little bit, because obviously like he's probably pissed this probably doesn't bode super well for his future. And yeah, obviously, why, why like, would you want to go back to that locker? Room after, I, I would after be that, buying right? low on uh, Kako for sure. This off season, if his name comes up, but. So one for one for uh, JT Miller, <laughs> honestly, that's a, that is something I don't have time to discuss today. Cause no, that's no. an interesting, Let's not get into it's an interesting proposal, but yeah. Um, I also thought it was funny that immediately after the Rangers were eliminated, there were like a thousand uh, tweets from each Vancouver Canucks account about how uh, the Rangers lost because they didn't have JT Miller, Um, which I mean, obviously, you know, uh, I appreciate everyone's dedication to the bit and dedication to uh, pumping up his value as much as possible. But like, if you needed JT Miller to win, then the Tampa Bay lightning wouldn't be on the way to their third Stanley cup in a row. Uh, I think, I think we should have when uh, when JT's uh, stock was very high. Well, I guess it's still high. Back yeah. when back when um, more people were not talking about trading him, sure. uh, we should have put out a public notice that everybody who says later on who goes back in the word and says they want to trade JT Miller has to give you five dollars to the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> probably should have done that. Yeah, and, like it would go yeah, along right. with my shtick of just. Instead of trying to dunk on people, because that just gets boring and trying Absolutely. to do yeah. the buyer logic thing. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, just tell people to give you money. Just, just, <laughs> just tell yeah. people, just give me three hundred dollars. I'm gonna I, start. I, I'm gonna start I, doing that. That's a good idea. I, I, I do this with city councilors all the time. Oh, it's my favorite. That's yeah. my favorite. I, what, what's what am I gonna do? Like threaten them? I can't no. do that on Maine. I can't. I, I, love- I can't go you, through the logic i love I when you post the like spiral yeah gif because like it would work on Thank her you. yeah i also yeah. i also love whatever people uh refer to melissa de genova is that her name yeah yeah uh as mdg because every time i see that i just think michael delgado like, immediately <laughs> i'm just yeah. like, i don't know who that is michael delgado yep um yeah marjorie Dravis Green, Mar- Marjorie Marjorie Daler Green, Daler Green. Yeah. Um, um, yeah oh, that, but the conceit behind me... the spiral thing, by the way, is that yeah. when I think a counselor or somebody online is so stupid, yes, uh, I I put a little hyp- hypnotize GIF under them and say, yeah. "Give me three hundred dollars," because I think it could. I should try it and just yeah. Uh, it, it means that I should probably put. Uh, it's it sucks that we don't have Venmo. I don't think we have Venmo here. Like, no. uh, yeah, there's not a simple way for me to, outside of like literally having some sort of PayPal yeah. link, uh, to have people easily send me dollars. That <laughs> send reminds me, dollars. me of a problem I've been just getting people's names wrong or whatever, just reminds me of a problem I've been having recently where 
I've been calling um, Brad Hunt and Mike Hoffman. Mike uh, Hunt uh. and and Jack Hoffman for so <laughs> long that that I like I, I I like forgot what their real names were and started like calling them that in just regular conversations with people. And um, yeah, oh, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything else on uh, the Rangers before we uh, move on to did the you, final? Did you watch that last game? Last I watched night? I watched every game. I watched all uh-huh. four uh, Colorado games and all four or and all six Tampa games. Um, yeah, it was a dominant performance. Yeah, like, like last night's game. Uh, Jay Fresh again, had completely the different uh, me- teams. Yeah, Jay Fresh had the expected goals at uh, like 78% for the lightning like the the score was way closer than it should have been like Mm -hmm. the 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 rangers had three scoring chances all game and one of them went in you know like it was just the only way they could have scored goals was garbage pretty much they were were not breaking through the defense at all they they just had to get the zone dump and hopefully throw stuff on net um it's looked like tampa had three extra days of rest yeah it looks like they got a time machine, like pause time, and just went to a Swedish sauna for three yeah. days and then yeah. came back and played. It's incredible. We need that technology. Also, by the way, later on, we should talk about that country club thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we yeah. can talk about that a little bit at the end. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, so moving on to the final. We've talked about it already a little bit. Obviously, we're all very happy with, uh, with the teams that remain. Um, I think the big thing that we're gonna that we're that's basically gonna determine the outcome is how much does goaltending matter because if if Vasilevsky can take over a game and uh win games for the lightning even if the lightning get outshot and outchanced then Colorado has no hope um if Colorado can make Vasilevsky look human the way they've done with virtually every goalie in the league this season. Uh, then it'll be uh, more interesting. I, I really have no idea what to expect in this one. I kind of think it could go either way. Um, who, who are you guys taking? I'm going to take... Go ahead. Okay, so this is not good thought process here. Sure. I refuse to believe that this Tampa team is the best team since the Islanders. Okay. Yeah. In the eighties. So by that metric, I kind of have to take the abs. Sure. Because just at some point, this feels, it feels like I'm overthinking it and just be, because Tampa has just as, has almost as much firepower. They're better defensively and they actually have a real goalie. Yeah. So I, I don't know why I'm taking the abs because the reason why I want to take them is very silly. But um, and, I mean, and I think it's just the abs are more likable. Yeah, which is a funny thing to think because Tampa used to be like the most likable team in the league. Tampa was likable when they weren't winning everything. Die a it's hero. Just, just simple. Die a hero but, or live yeah. long enough to see yourself become the 2011 Bruins. Yeah. Uh, uh, for, for me, I'm not ready to pick a number of games yet. Sure. Maybe I will in like two minutes, but uh, I I just assume Tampa's going to win. I think sure. somebody's one more person, one one more high profile player at least is going to get injured, and yeah. that matters a lot more if it's a Colorado player getting injured. 
I think fair, yeah. I think you take yeah. out one more member of their top six. I think Kadri's probably coming back, but if one more player's out, that team looks a lot more like the Oilers now. Uh with uh it's top heavy in a few places and yeah, you have like one or two really good defensemen, but after that, without a great goalie, you just can't you can't win in an attrition series, which I think is this is what it's gonna be. Um, if Tampa loses one more, it evens up the series a bit more, but that's it. Sure. Um, I, it's, it's so for me, Tampa is going to win my number. I'll put on it. I'll just put it on now. I think, sure. uh, I root for sevens, but it's going to be a six. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's pretty reasonable. I think the, like the brainiac take here is is to go with tampa because yeah, Elliot. Oh, you know uh <laughs> because it's the like it's the sort of if you're if you're really like uh analyzing each different element and trying to forecast like i guess that tracks i have two degrees you know yeah different you know you're trying to forecast like okay well i am globo homo yeah that's right uh goaltending and uh you know systems and yada 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 like you're gonna take tampa um I'm taking the Avs purely because I'm sticking to my guns and I had I picked the Avs to win at the start of the show. Now, of course, in my bracket, I picked the Canes. So, I mean, I'm already wrong on that level. But when we did uh, when we did our first round show, I said the Avs were going to win the cup. So I'm just going to stick to my guns, um, even though, yeah, like my the, I feel like the smart guy take is to go with Tampa. I also think uh, we're due for a random goalie to win the cup again. Uh, it's been a while since uh, it's been a while since we've had uh, the worst goalie win a Stanley cup uh, in the final. It's been a while since we've had like a, you know, Jaguar type uh, moment where the one guy just stands on his head. And it absolutely doesn't matter. Are um, you taking Biddington Rask as the last one or I am. So, what I'm saying is I, like Bennington was insane that year. And that's like, true. Just overall, he is not Rask. Yeah. He's he, it's kind of like, I, I guess you could say the, the difference there would be that, that Rask was old by that point and right. Bennington was the new hotness, even though he hasn't uh, like matured into that. He hasn't stayed that way. I'm picking my last random goalie as uh, Matt Murray. Obviously, Matt sure. Murray yep. was also kind of a similar situation um, as Jordan Bennington, but the fall, the drop off has been way more rapid. Like Bennington is still the starter in St. Louis, and they still consider him the starter, even though I would argue Huso is better and has certainly been better. Um, Matt Murray went from winning back to back Stanley Cups to basically being an absolute nobody. Um, which Bennington is not yet. So yeah, I just, uh, I think the collective wrath of uh, people who are anti-goalie guild is gonna uh, carry the abs to the top here. They have uh, they have a secret we weapon in uh, career backup 0.906 goalie, Pavel Francis. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I have no thoughts on offer because I've just heard about these two guys a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> um I already I already made my something Frances joke. Yes. Uh uh trying to relate it to Patrick Raw, which means uh Carl will win. Uh I think one of our one of our friends, I uh, used to be called Sad Boy Scrooge on Twitter, uh yes. said 
I just pointed out that Colorado is one of the only, probably the only team that's gone, can say they've gone 2 0 in finals appearances. Yeah. That's, that's fun. That'd be, oh, that, that reminds yeah. me another thing, too. Uh, the Avs swept two teams. Yeah. Like they are, okay. they are fair, really well rested. <laughs> uh, I have a really old theory that, like, one thing I wanted to do was, like, actually at one point look up how rested teams did in playoff series. And I know it's not actually as strong an advantage as people think, but no, you it's gotta really think not, yeah. the rest versus rust thing is, is very real. Yeah. But you gotta think that like what two sweeps in a five game series versus six, seven and six. Yeah. That's a huge difference in games played, especially again, what you said earlier, if your goalie isn't that great, having him only have, Having him have played way fewer games has got to help. Yeah. Well, we're going to, we're mm. going to see how it goes. Um, I'll say six as well, because uh, just because I think the longer the series goes on, the more it benefits Tampa. Um, yeah. I was going to say something like abs in six, but if it goes to seven, my money's on Tampa. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Which is I like such a reasonable. dumb guy hockey take, but it is, whatever. but it, it's also the reasonable one. I think in this situation. Um, yeah. But ultimately at the end of the day, we either get to see, one of the best constructed teams of my lifetime uh, win three in a row, which is something that has never happened in my lifetime. Or we get like arguably the most fun, most likable team in the NHL winning their first. So um, yeah. Yeah, and I'll be happy either way. I'll be, I'll be happy either way. And also uh, Val Nachushkin Stanley cup winner will, uh, will be a fun little uh, thing to, yeah, uh, to talk about for a little while. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking up a cap friendly Tampa. Yeah. Uh, Cause I'm just curious if this team has to blow up after this. Uh, that, that, I don't know how to read these charts. Actually, Yeah. That's what, what people here. are kind of, people are kind of speculating that it might be uh, near the end here, but, but it doesn't look yeah. like there's a lot of players coming off though. Not immediately. No. Yeah. Jan Ruda. Uh, I think you're fine. <laughs> holy shit this team this team is probably good for another year there you go my goodness yeah maybe, maybe wait, we'll be talking no about contracts. four in a row a year from now if yeah. if i'm reading this correctly there are no contracts outside Here, of like let me oh palat palat okay ah that's Pilot. they can they can live without palat though like yeah he's 31 yeah if i'm them i wouldn't hmm. i wouldn't give palat you know seven million plus yeah anymore. no not not why remotely. would Platt need to stay also? He's got his two cops. Yeah, and he uh yeah, no, he should be um he should Go just be looking money. for the big payday somewhere. Yeah, oh yeah. Um but yeah, let me just quickly look. Uh god damn, this look this <laughs> yeah wouldn't it be nice? Yeah, well, uh, I, they're not they're not looking at somebody else's beautiful house. They're not losing anybody uh <laughs> they have to give, Pilot, the yeah, they have to give Cal foot a raise, and that's about it. Yeah. Like fuck. All right. Oh, this um, is the uh, the Adam Foot Stanley Cup final. Oh no, they don't even have to uh, give Cal Foot a raise until next year. Next year. <laughs> oh yeah, never mind. Yeah, that's, that's what. That's yeah, 20, 23, I forgot that it's already rolled over. It's already rolled yeah, over yeah. because it's the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Sorry, they need to give. Uh, they need to back up the Briggs truck for a Yan Ruta. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or yeah, they're gonna have to you know re-sign Nick Paul. They might he might need a raise. Um, but yeah, probably, I mean, probably he'll be like, happy with any level raise. Though. This is once again, though, an example of a team that like, you know, so Kucherov and point make nine and a half. Stamkos makes eight and a half. And then their next highest paid forward makes 4.8. Yeah. 
Good this God. is how you build who, who a fucking her, team. Who is your capologist? Capologist? I don't know, but I, I do think... Um, Tampa friend office. Uh, is it Breezebois is the... Yeah, Guillaume Breezebois. The GM now? Breezebois. Uh, Julian Breezebois? Yes. Um, I think he had a lot to do with that. Um, I mean, the other benefit here is that Florida has no state tax, so they get a bit of a, an advantage. Uh, right, you know. right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's enough. That's enough time on uh, on the playoffs because we got a couple more things to get into. Vias, you mentioned you just wanted to briefly discuss the quote that came out of uh, a radio appearance by John Shannon and Nick Kiprios the other day, saying that uh, two perverts, Jim, yeah, two perverts, uh, Jim Rutherford apparently thinks that the one of them uh, played for the Rangers in '94, so I'll, I'll say yeah. I'll say he is. But. Uh, Jim Rutherford apparently thinks that the uh, Canucks locker room. He's not a fan. He thinks it's uh, too much of a country club atmosphere, which is giving me uh, like terrible, uh, you know, Vietnam flashbacks by hearing the phrase country club uh, in relation to a uh, Canucks locker room. But uh, <laughs> yeah, what did uh, what, what was it that you wanted to get to about that? Well, I just wanted to bring it up because sure. uh, I know there's this course that I missed talking about sure. how it signaled that everybody except four guys were going to be traded. And yeah, I think. Which I think- is- you and the guys were talking about how like good luck. Well, yeah. Pr- first of all, much first of all, good luck, and then second of all, that was conjecture on the part of the person who transcribed the quote. Right. Yeah. That was not a thing yeah. that was said by either of them in the appearance. Like the, it was. I believe it was John Shannon who said, you know, uh, they're they've determined like a, a core group of guys that's Petey, Horvat, Hughes, and Demko. And who else fits in isn't clear. That is not the same as saying everybody else is going to get traded. That's not even close. There's mm-hmm. a there is a uh, like football field length distance between mm-hmm. uh, those two ideas. So, um, I mean, I don't know. I personally think that this is much ado about nothing because we already knew that those four players were the core. Mm-hmm. That's been going yeah. around. That's been going around since before Jim Rutherford got hired. And if anything, this is just the kind of thing that a manager's stake over uh, coaching. Yeah. Like it's more, it's more likely this means they want uh, an assistant coach that they can trust yeah. in the room, like their guy, so. rather than we're going to make 40 trades. Yeah. And, or rather than just giving Bruce Boudreaux carte blanche to hire whoever he wants. Yeah. It's going to be a collaborative. I, I assume, effort. yeah. I assume that that assistant coach is going to be their guy watching over Boudreaux, basically. Yeah, I kind of think so too. Um, yeah, as far as the as far as the whole country club thing is concerned, I I never understand what people mean by that. To be honest with you, the the thing they that are literal millionaires. Yeah, the th- well, yeah, <laughs> they all, all that, play golf compulsively. The thing that comes to mind whenever people are like, "Oh, it's like a country club," they in shower is, together. I just go like, I just go like, okay, so, yeah, they're all white, like. Yeah. That's that's what is that what you mean by that? Because like that applies to most locker rooms, you know. Um, Bob McCown racist. That's right. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we know that things have been weird in that locker room. It definitely needs a shakeup. We all know like some big moves are coming. Certainly, I guess we'll find out what they are. I don't know. Okay, not not to not to blow up anybody's spot because this is coming from me, but sure. My tacit understanding of the last year of gossip is. PD hates Besser. No, PD hates Miller. Oh, no. nobody. Yeah. PD yeah, and nobody Besser are buddy, buddy. 
No, yeah, nobody they're, hates they're Buster. They're good buddies. Nobody hates Buster. Uh, Which is actually kind of funny because, like, they do seem very opposite. It's they a, G- it's a Gino Pavel type. Yeah, yeah, thing yeah. Where it's just like total opposites attract, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a. I we've we've brought this up on the show before. Like, there's a a long-standing rumor that uh, Petey and, and Miller don't really get along, uh, which I think kind of makes it kind of scans because um, uh, they're both like similarly intense, but in completely different ways and show it in completely different ways. It's very funny that they both led. I wouldn't say Petey doesn't play de- defense, but no, Petey well, is actually one of their better two-way players. Oh yeah. Okay. Player. Actually then, then it, yeah. then it would track that like maybe he's pissed at him for defense too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, it's 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 all idle speculation. I don't know how much. Like, if it, it, my guess would be that they are probably a little icy, or they're not the the biggest fans <laughs> of each other. They're not they're not going out to the bar together afterwards. But it's also probably unlikely that like they totally hate each other. Um, what just, what if uh, what if JT yeah. is uh, upset at PD for going to dinner? At uh, with, Franche- at with Thierry, Francesco Acolini. with Francesco Acolini. Yeah. He, he's he's mad that he sat down with management. I'll say this much: um, <laughs> if JT Miller backchecked the way he has for the entire uh, time he's been in Vancouver, and then also thinks he has license to scream at his teammates for like missing a pass mm-hmm. or whatever, like I wouldn't like that guy. Yeah, you know, like I, yeah. I and I don't think I'm like. I don't think I'm telling any tales out of school here by saying that like that would not endear you to your teammates. If you were the first guy to hop on the, the criticism train when somebody else isn't doing what you want them to do, but you're also notable for, for being a, a, a two zone player, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, like I, I think that the, I think that the, the room problems are I, th- I think it's 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 pretty obvious to me that where the whole like room trouble comes from is a losing losing locker rooms are never as good as winning locker rooms and then b uh the fact that they had a winning team and then it was dismantled by uh ownership and management and that pissed everyone off and put everyone in a foul mood Mm. And now I think the people who I wouldn't be surprised if the people who survived that and are still there um, just have frustrations with each other over kind of, you know, the way things have gone. So, yeah, makes sense. Um, two more small bits of news. Uh, former Canuck Ryan Miller gets his jersey retired by the Sabres. Congrats to him. We've talked at length about how much we like Ryan Miller, how much he won us over um, when he played here. There's been a lot of uh, sniping online about this. Uh, the oil or the, um, the Sabres have like seven retired jerseys, which is insane for a team that has like profoundly sucked for most of their history. Um, World's over in 11 years. Retire everybody. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, for I'm, sure. I'm part of team. Just decorate. Yeah. Who cares? Uh <laughs> First of all, every team in the league has a worse jersey retirement than Ryan Miller. And second of all, it's not Ryan Miller's fault that the um, fucking Sabres retired Rick Martin's jersey 
the guy. I don't know, man. Living La Vida Loca is a pretty good song. It, yeah. It, like... If you were there in the streets in Buffalo in 1999, <laughs> I mean, that was pro- who knows? That might have been the goal song on their yeah, on their run run to the finals. Uh, that would yeah. be a good goal song, though. That would be a good. I would be Living in La Vida Volchenkov. Yes. Okay. Uh, I know he wasn't yeah. on the team, but I'll, I'll try. I'll, Anything yeah. else on uh, on Ryan Miller? Anybody have a quick thing to say? Uh, well, the Coles notes, uh, obviously a good goalie, but he also, he also was like, uh, like cool progressive because he, yeah. uh, he, he knew what neoliberalism was and knew it was bad. And he also <laughs> is against Obama in the cool way. Yeah. In the cool way in, yeah. in the way of just being like, he wasn't very good either. Uh, yeah. It'd be really funny if he came out against took on Tim Thomas, like, you know, <laughs> I'm sure he did yeah, actually. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, in the Northeast, I'm sure, but but uh, but also like he he's he's gone out to plenty of pride rallies, and also like which never made the news. Uh, he also went to rallies uh, supporting or, or like anti-war rallies, anti-drone strike uh, uh, demonstrations, particularly anti-ICE. Yes, uh, yeah, was, yeah, the, was the migrant, most recent one. Uh, also, migrant rights justice. Yeah, activism. the uh, the article that the neoliberalism quote comes from is. Uh, an article about him and his wife, Noreen DeWolf, uh, doing a bunch of like pro um, refugee, like uh, anti like camps at the borders uh, rallies mm-hmm. and shit. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a good article. I'll uh, I'll we'll talk about it sometime for sure. Probably on the yeah. Patreon feed when we do the Ryan Miller episode. Yeah. So we like way them. down the future. Um, OK, final thing is. uh During our uh, during the intervening time between the last time we recorded and today, uh a news story surfaced that um, there is a very specific reason why Kevin Bieksa has not officially retired. And the reason for that, he has now confirmed, is that there was a plan in place for him to sign a one-day contract and retire as a Canuck. Um, I don't know about... And it was scuttled by COVID, uh, mm. I guess, is the, the other important thing there. Uh, I think I speak for all three of us when I say that that absolutely needs to happen. Um, I would love to see it. I hope it happens next year uh, for like the home opener or something. Oh, that'd would, be really nice. I would love to oh, see yeah. that man in a Vancouver Canucks jersey one more time. Yeah. Yeah. How could you not? I w- it brought me back to I think this might have been the home opener right before COVID. Yeah. Uh, like that season. Yeah. Totally. Where yeah. they had they had a bunch of old players come out onto the ice wearing their old jerseys. Yes, and I remember that. That thinking was so fond, thinking fondly back to that. Like that, like they did such a good job in the presentation there. Uh, and yeah, I, it would just be, it, it would make a lot of people happy. It would really pump up the building. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. And clearly, B- B- BX is not like. It, I mean, it seems like he's been in favor of it. There's not like some weird Pavel Bure, uh, no. uh, you know. Bad blood between another between ownership uh, and the player. Another uh, fun little detail on this story is that uh, apparently the motivating factor behind BXA wanting to do this. It, I mean, obviously he loves the Canucks. That's his kind of, he's always considered himself a Canuck, but the big motivating factor is uh, BX's father and uh, president yeah. of the USW, Al BXA, wants him to come back to Vancouver and yeah. Uh, retire as a Canuck because it would mean a lot to him. So that's so nice to read. Yeah. Yeah, Love that. Um, Final uh, just sort of uh, note to close out on in that, uh, that dovetails nicely from the uh, BX thing because it also involves him is the 
uh, sort of debate that's been uh, roiling the discourse over the last couple of days. Kevin Bieksa, Ring of Honor, yes or no? Clear yes. Clear no. Get him, get him in the rafters. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love that. Um, like, it's one of those things where like... That's the, the only acceptable pushback I'll get take for this. Yeah. The, the only... Like, of course, there's going to be people who are going to be against actually retiring his number. Sure. But the thing and like there, there's always going to be arguments about it. I think it's acceptable if the one argument is he didn't really have the stats or longevity for it. For sure. Yeah. But everybody yeah. will still say, OK, but those three or four years, we love the shit out of him. It's true. Every like, you, you know how like I know this kind of like butts butts against your your Linden joke, which you should actually oh, yeah. read out in a minute, which I is will, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, but girls at the time. Oh yeah. They fucking loved VX. It's true. Yeah. He he, he was the favorite. Yeah, uh, for sure. Him and Raymond. Him and Raymond. The two, the two gotta, favorites among the ladies. You gotta do fan service. You it's gotta true. recognize it. You <laughs> gotta put them up there. Fan service makes <laughs> it sound like you're makes it sound like you found a bunch of slash picks somewhere. <laughs> so uh, what I will say about uh about the X and the Ring of Honor is um well, first of all, if they could if if there was a way to just uh elevate like one moment to the rafters like if they could just have a picture of him punching Fedor Fedorov in the face and like put that in the rafters that would be ideal for me but um yeah I mean I when I think of the um when I think of the ring of honor I think it's basically designed for a player like BX if you're trying to make like a statistical argument for this um you've totally missed the point that's not the point of the uh of the ring of honor uh, Elliot and I were talking about this uh, before you arrived, Vias. Like, put John Garrett in the Ring of Honor. But <laughs> yeah. is Gino in the Ring of Honor? Oh, oh, I, I'd be mad I if they think so. Yeah, I, I, if not, I'm sure it's in the works. But like every like cult hero guy, like put Jeff Cowan in the fucking Ring of Honor for all I care. Like that's what it's for. It's for fun. You know, put put Gary Smith uh, being tackled at the uh, red line by J.C. Trombley um, in the Ring of Honor. Like, uh, I'm uh, I'm he totally is not. What the fuck? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, that's got to get fixed. That's ridiculous. Oh, no, not. You're right. God. Yeah. That, OK, that's ridiculous because you, you OK, you know that like I don't I don't know what Gino's health is, but we all knew that there was a couple of years there where it was really scary for him. You know that they're gonna do it after he dies or something. Yeah. Which don't do that. No, do it, do now. it now. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. So uh uh upon Vias's request here, this is the thing I said about it uh two days ago on the 10th. BXA absolutely belongs in the ring of honor. It's specifically designed for players that have a special relationship with the club, have their name etched all over huge moments in team history, but don't have the stats to back up a jersey retirement, like Trevor Linden. Um, and that's the show, everybody. And that's that's the show. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Failson McDonald's. You can follow me on Twitter at Biasteran. You can follow me on Twitter at Moose Kayak. Uh, don't forget to follow the show at Roxy Fever and subscribe to the Patreon at patreon.com slash Roxy Fever. I just put up part one of our special two-part series on the goalie graveyard. Uh, we cover some... Uh, some great names like uh, from Dunk Wilson to Troy Gamble um, in part one. Uh, there's a great anecdote about Gamble that I won't spoil for anyone uh, that I, I was super excited to find. Um, 
And uh, I'm also very excited to announce that uh, after our two-part series in the Goalie Graveyard, we will be doing, uh, I think, probably one, hopefully uh, it's not a two-parter because I, I don't like it when I end up having so much content that I have to do two episodes, but we'll be doing an episode on uh, former Canucks enforcer Donald Brashear that I'm currently researching that I'm very mm-hmm. excited about. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And, uh, you know, I, I, I guess on that note, uh, send your hate mail to Marty McSorley. <laughs> <laughs>